for our devotional today, though it's already started as we are all connected, which is good. Um, I think yesterday, Martin had followed, had he left? I remember us, so, me asking for volunteers and straight away three people jumped in. I'm, pretty, I'm trying to remember because yesterday feels a long time ago now. I'm pretty sure it was Martin who's left to pray. Is that right? Yes, I have remembered correctly. So Martin, if you want to pray for us in 30 seconds time, otherwise, as always, let's pause, take some breaths, just say, Jesus, we put you back on the throne. And then Martin, if you want to unmute yourself, pray for us. Thank you, Father, for this family time together with you. And we're looking forward to hearing from you and uh, receiving from you as we listen to more of what uh, James has to say. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Martin. Okay, let's share them, centre in on our next part of... James. We're here, James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Uh, Peterson paraphrases it like this. And now I have a word for you who brashly announce today at the latest tomorrow, we're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make a lot of money. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of fog, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, make it a habit to say if the master wills it and we're still alive we'll do this or that as it is you are full of your grandiose selves all such vault, uh, vaulting self-importance is evil in fact if you know the right thing to do and don't do it that for you is evil okay there we go it's friday uh, we've got one word to hang it on and my one word today is humility um i think when you look at the original hearers of james's letter what we've got to remember is this is a bunch of believers who are scattered in the, to the known world facing uncertainty suffering persecution and what james was saying is like use this moment to allow it to reveal something about yourselves your frailty that you don't have it all together and use it to walk humbly uh just just watch like how you act don't be people who are saying well actually i've got this all sorted i've got it all together in actual fact in a year's time i'm going to go off and set up a business and make loads of money he said no it hasn't doesn't this moment teach us something that we're frail that we're living with uncertainty therefore let's live with humility and he then calls him and says, well, you know, let's live with that mantra of saying, well, if the master, Jesus wills it, and if we're alive, then we'll do it. Now, in it, that could then say, well, is this then fatalism? Is it like kind of like, well, I may be doing it tomorrow if the universe allows it to happen. That's not what James is talking about. Now, he's, he's saying, no, we're not 
we're not facing up and following fatalism, we're rather facing up to our own frailty. And that then causes us and causes his original hearers. And I want us to see in a moment, I think this moment is causing us to face up to our frailty and therefore to live with humility, to live with the fact that we haven't got it all together, that we're not enough, that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And that's quite hard because to be honest, we live in the West and we live in the 21st century where it's all about your five year plan and where you're going to be at that uh, X point in five years and how the secret of success is going to be X or Y or Z. And James kind of reminds us, oh no, we're human. <laughs> we're frail. Don't walk with arrogance, walk with humility. You see, I wonder whether this moment that we're living in, God's using to reveal a new pathway for each of us, of one of humility. As I've contemplated, as I've thought about what is it to comment on in these verses, I just thought, I wonder if it's that. I wonder if it's that actually it's an invitation to walk a walk of humility. You see, I don't think any of us would have thought at the beginning of the year that 2020 would result in this. We probably had plans and dreams. And yet what we've discovered is those plans aren't quite working out the dreams we're not sure if they're going to happen and we've actually found ourselves uh, having less freedom than probably we've ever had in the whole of our lives and it's a freedom that we're giving up for the better of others and the protection of ourselves but still what it's done is it's revealed and we're frail like there's an invisible virus around which we don't quite understand we can't find a remedy for and what it suddenly does is it's it's kind of undone how we relate. It's revealed our fragility as humans, our weakness is exposed. And that's really uncomfortable. But I wonder whether in the frailty, in the weakness, in the feeling uncomfortable, that God's invited, uh, inviting and using this moment to reveal this better way of living. It's a pathway of humility. Now, in it, before we look at that, just two things to know. One is this. Making plans isn't bad. That's not what's being pointed out here. It isn't like, therefore, just kind of think, well, if, if, it, if it's willed, I'll get dressed tomorrow. That's not what's being talked about here. You know, plans are good. But I wonder whether sometimes in the West we've allowed our plans to actually breed in us self-sufficiency. I'm the maker of my destiny. I wonder if it's allowed us to suddenly sometimes mistakenly think that the, the call is to be superhuman like look what i can achieve in my own strength and i wonder if god wants us to kind of just let ourselves off the hook a bit to not live self-sufficiently never his desire or design and to not think that we've got to be superhuman that was never the way it's going to be but the thing is also just to know, the other thing is, plans aren't bad, but maybe it exposes something in us. But the other is that being humbled is hard. This moment that we're living in as humanity is really hard of our frailty, of our weakness. It's uncomfortable. I think coming to terms with the fact I am not enough is painful. But ultimately, it's the heart of the gospel. Like this moment of realizing I, I've not got it in me to find a solution. I, I, 
I'm frail, I'm weak, actually is the heart that exposes the whole need of the gospel, that that was always the deal. I was never enough. That's why I needed Jesus. Therefore, I wonder whether the invitation then is to live in that fact that I'm not enough and to live in a way of humility that, as we're going to see in a moment, I think invites us into kind of this better way of living. You see, the way of humility means I relinquish control. I realise that I'm not in control of my whole life. I, I, I never was and I never can be. I'm not in control of what's going to happen in the world. It's not down to me. I get to recognise my frailty, that I've not got it all together, um, that I'm fragile. I get to remember that I'm dependent, that I really need God. And I wonder if that's actually how it's meant to be and where we maybe we've got it somehow a bit weirdly crisscrossed in our minds that actually to follow Jesus is is the way of humility is about continuously saying I relinquish control. I recognize my frailty. Remember my dependence. Where sometimes somehow we've got it thought, oh, no, to be a mature believer is I know how to take control of everything. I'm really strong and I am able to cope with everything in myself but that's not how it was meant to be it's going to be the exact opposite of that you see i wonder whether this way of humility and whether god is using this moment of covid19 to allow us to breathe out to suddenly realize oh it's not down to me it's not about being superhuman it's not about what i could achieve it's just resting in it's like breathing in and out and just allowing to get hold of Peterson's paraphrase of James's words, if the master wills it, you're still alive, you do this or that. Like, how good is that? Like, each day to just wake up and just think, oh, yeah, today is about you, Jesus. And if you will it, and I'm still alive, I'm going to get on and do it. And tomorrow, what I'm hoping for, what I'm planning for, actually, I just submit to you again. If you will it, if I'm still alive, then we'll get on and do it. And I wonder if that's this just different way of living that means we don't have to live with this weight of it's all down to us. I wonder if there's this lightness to be known through the pathway of humility. Therefore, let's consider something as we continue this weekend. And so, literally one thing. Why don't we just spend some time embracing the way of humility over this, these next kind of 72 hours or however long, like just spend some time just relinquishing control. Then, God's kept the world spinning way before you and I ever entered it. And I promise you, he will keep doing it after we leave it. Let's recognize our frailty. It's good to be frail. Let's remember our dependence. Just saying, God, I could never do this without you. I really need you. I'm a needy person. That's a good thing to say. I'm needy. I really need God. That's the way of humility. Okay, who wants to pray for us? Then we'll 
kind of land this moment. Someone wave if you want to pray. If no one, there you go, Dad. Charlie, you can pray next week. If you want to unmute yourself, Dad, and then pray for us. Wait. Okay, Lord. Um, thanks again for giving us this opportunity to meet together. Thank you again for reminding us that uh, it it's not entirely up to us. It's not down to our planning and forcing things to happen, but it's rather uh, our putting our hand in yours and saying, which way, Lord, is this the right way? And being humble about it. So, so Lord, thank you uh, for, for that reminder. Thank you that uh, uh, we get the, uh, the, the chance to just see each other's faces and uh, talk over each other and just catch up a little. That, that's important too, Lord. So, Lord, we just want to thank you uh, that we are making progress in difficult circumstances and that you've given us the tools to continue to meet, even though uh, that it's, it's not ideal. So, Lord, we want to praise you. We want to thank you. We want to glory in who you are. And we want to uh, put you at the center of our lives and at the forefront of all the things that we uh, plan and choose to do. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.